Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing? That's easy like your doggone hands. That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, you can hit us up on YouTube and Instagrams, uh, DMs, anywhere. Holla at us. We're here. As always, I got to welcome in my main man and yours, DJ Highstar in the building. What's good with it, broski? What's good? What's good? What's good? Carolina Sports Talk Nation. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Bro, we had gotten so uh, comfortable and uh, used to being on the video platforms that, you know what I'm saying, we hadn't been showing the pod a little love. And by we, I mean me. But uh, nonetheless, we are a pod exclusive this week, so... Shout out to the loyalists who are, you know, I mean, rocking with us on podcast land, bro. What's been going on with you, man, in the, in the last two weeks since we recorded? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's busy, you know, Juneteenth stuff. Um, I went, oh yeah, and then the High Star um, HBCU alumni game. Um, shout out to Claflin, beat uh, South Carolina State or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And for those who may have missed it, that that was an awesome week, weekend, man. But yeah, the Claflin University Panthers did take care of business against South Carolina State University in that matchup, as you just mentioned, dog. I had fun out there, dog. The whole the whole event was was just a lot of fun to be able to cover, to talk with the different players, to do a couple of interviews, and just to be out there. And as you mentioned, June, Juneteenth, man, uh, I got to give a, a huge, huge shout out to the city of Rock Hill, and man. Y'all, y'all put on, man. Y'all, 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 y'all looked good. Hey, as some of the uh, country folks say, y'all looked good out there, Rock Hill, man. So shout out to them. High Star, did you? How much fun was it, man? Spending for an event like that? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely uh, a lot of fun. Whenever you got the energy going, um, just the people, the crowd. It was a great crowd out there and stuff like that. So I definitely had a good time um, out there. The weather held up this year as opposed to you know last year. So. That was another big, another big uh, factor. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I, and I got to give you your flowers on air, bro. A lot of folks were talking. Yo, that DJ was nice, man. Who that? So I had, I had to give some love throughout the, uh, not only out there, but a lot of the feedback from the council members and just even the board members, man. You did just that's what's up, oh man. For real, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I know previously I've had um. Those random questions. I kind of wanted to get started early. Whenever you're ready, I have my question. Okay, let's get it. Yeah. So, how long has it been since you've known about the citywide stadium down there in Charleston? Kind of a trick question. <laughs> it has been approximately less than 24 hours that I have known about the citywide uh, stadium down in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, man. I, and again, when we discussed it. You had, you know, being the uh, the sports student or the student of sports that you are, you got right on on the research and that, um, you know, like, again, quickly, because I know we got a show to get to and stuff. But what's your thoughts about it? 
Um, I like the format, and uh, for those who may not be for where, be from where. Because see, when you are always right, don't even explain it, because we know, yeah, yeah, they both married each other <laughs> and had that baby that I just gave. But pause. The the stadium there is a stadium in Charleston, South Carolina that is built uh, exclusively what appears to be well primarily for four of the North Charleston area football teams. Uh, they do something similar here in Rock Hill where they have a citywide stadium that several of the schools kind of can use for their alternating home games, especially when they've got the bigger games or if there are bigger games in the city that they feel, you know, they want to have on a neutral side enter to have a, a more official venue, then they provide that opportunity to be scheduled there. But I love the idea. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that, that that the city now has that opportunity to showcase its football centrally. So that you know, all eyes can be on the bigger games in the area, and so definitely, That's definitely true. in favor of that. Yeah, but, no. nah, definitely for all of those reasons, I agree. But also the opportunity that it gives on the days that are not Friday nights, so um, Saturday youth football, or you know, different mm-hmm. concerts or festivals that it may bring to the city, it just adds another venue. So again, when I was driving past um, this past weekend, when I was down in the Chuck. And driving past, I was like, "Wow!" I I I had to take a double look because I I know that I wasn't tripping like that. I'm like, "Yo, did I just see a football stadium?" <laughs> yeah. Now, in that area, there it, it was once uh, one of the more metropolitan areas in the city. But as the city grew and expanded, and kind of central points shifted, it became a little bit more of an outlier. And it, it was an area that kind of wasn't as used as much. And so to know that they were able to kind of repurpose that area and and build something that we could not only bring the attractions that we just mentioned and all of those great activities, but kind of reshift the focus back to that side of town as well. So I'm all in favor of it, man. Anything that can kind of revitalize certain areas and still bring attention to high school sports and football. I'm 1000% with it. It's like, um, that's like the mall drive area, I guess. Kind of. Okay. I could, that's that. I always knew it for like the radio station, I guess being over there and stuff. Listen, that uh, I can. I'll take it a few years further. When we grew up, I grew up in the North Charleston area for a good early part before we moved to Any the West. Claims West Ashley, y'all. Nah, because I mean, I, from I was out there since middle school, so I went to CE all three years. St. Andrews, you know, what I'm saying West Ashley, so I'm from the West. But like, I can remember growing up in elementary school and like there being a service merchandise over there. That tells you how long ago that the, there was a like a retail store called Service Merchandise. I don't even think mm-hmm. they're still open. But there was one over on that side, and I can remember that then. Uh, you would order from the little catalog and just go go to the store and pick it up. So they were kind of like the the come pick it up, the, the curbside Amazon <laughs> for back in the 80s out that side. So shout out to Charleston, man, with the with the, the revitalization happening out there in the north area. Definitely love the citywide stadium as well, man. We got to might have to go down there and report on some games this fall, man, because I can almost smell football in the air. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Dog, how how ready are you for football, man? Uh, come on, bro. Let's let's. I'm relaxed. I'm a basketball guy. Exactly. Oh, like it's it's guy. cool. It's coming around the corner. He's going to give you something <laughs> to do. Like I like I say every year because I think we may be going on as for Carolina Sports Talk Nation. We may be going on our third football season. I want to say we are. We are, which um, is crazy to me, man. Yeah. So every every season, I kind of say it as well, but it just helps the time go by with fantasy football but then you got thursday night football saturday football friday football with high school and college then you got sunday and monday night football so it, it's just uh 
gives you always always gives you some entertainment, especially with this writer's strike. I know we're a sports show, but with this writer's strike going on, there's literally nothing to watch on uh, television. Literally nothing. I've gone back and found myself kind of discovering old shows that other people are watching. Um, I started shot. What was that? I started watching something. Uh, key and dirt, lock and key, star and key, something on um Netflix, and it had a nice little quick two seasons. I was like, oh well, that's over. Uh, what am I gonna get into? Now? I might, you know what? I might go and start watching The Wire. Shout out to Be Easy, man. I I might finally go and start watching The Wire like my dog wanted me to, man. Because like you said, it's tough with this rider strike. But very, very. Football is in the air, man. They 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 messed around and started playing uh some. Clips on the NFL Network kind of getting you. Now, the NFL Network, of course, is football 365, but, like, they're playing games and stuff. And I actually sat and watched a game the other day, and I was like, yo, I really miss football. <laughs> yeah, let me know whenever I could break the fourth wall just a little bit. Go for it. Let's get it. All right. Just to the audience, um, you know, kind of plan and kind of, you know, get a rough outline of how the show is going to flow and everything like that. <laughs> This is one way you can very much tell that Big Cliff is missing football because <laughs> we weren't even talking, supposed to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. So, and here we are. Indicator, guys. It's kind of like how the Lakers always make their way to the show. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be Carolina sports talk, we might as well talk about stuff that we like here in the Carolinas. You know what I'm talking about? So, like, football. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, while you were uh, um, dreaming about uh, football and and its return, there was a there was a, what was where was that at in Brooklyn or Atlantic City? It was in Brooklyn. Uh, a little party that happened and a draft broke out. So um, let's go ahead and just run down the top ten picks. I think it was well known and well anticipated for a number one pick, Victor Wembenyama, or as everyone is starting to coin him or call him Wemby. Wemby. Um, number two, and he went to San Antonio Spurs. Number two pick that belonged to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they picked up Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Um, I want to say, Big Cliff, that you uh, were on that side, or or you may have. You know, predicted that we'll get into that. Number three, um, Scoot Henderson got acquired by the or drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. Houston Rockets had the number four pick and they picked up Eamon Thompson, uh, one of the the twins. And then his brother, uh, Asar Thompson, got picked up by the Detroit Pistons right after that. Anthony Black was picked up number six by the Orlando Magic, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bilal Koubali, uh out of France was picked up by the Pacers with uh, pick number seven. Jerace Walker out of Houston was picked up um, by the Wizards, it looks like, um, at pick number eight. The Jazz uh, pick drafted Taylor Hendricks out of Central Florida with the number nine pick. And then to round off the top ten, Kaysen Wallace out of Kentucky was drafted by the D- Dallas Mavericks. Um, so uh, initial thoughts. Uh, just for honorable mentions, real quick, though, I uh, see that it uh, looks like the Toronto Raptors at 13 did get Grady Dick out of Kansas. Um, and, yeah, that was the only other. Yeah. Uh, initial thoughts. In out of Kansas. 
you uh, no, I said my initial thoughts of the top ten. You you did you claimed you called it. I did actually. And Brandon, Brandon. So you called it then. I didn't. I, I just I brought it up. You called it. <laughs> I mean, I did no, but now I I like Scoot's game, and when even when we, when we talked about it then, and I mentioned that. Um, I saw Brandon being a little bit more complete of a player. I know what type of player that Ball is there in Charlotte already. He is a ball-dominant guard who likes to take his shots, likes to, likes to create for others. That's essentially Scoot. You, you bring them two in, and it's almost like having three left-handed players in your rotation who can only go left. Um, and so we, we wanted to avoid that, See, we've seen what that formula kind of looks like. And, and I think Brandon just is a, a little bit more complete of a player, including being defensive. Scoot has a lot of a lot of lot of room left to grow to become uh, a, to even say he's a defensive player, but offensively he's a nightmare. I get it, but Charlotte yeah. knows they, they kind of needed to go in a different direction. I mean, I, I I definitely take everything you say into consideration with regards to Brandon Miller being a complete player. Um, I like to think of it as he's a better fit for Charlotte. Um, again, to to your point. What they would have had to do had they taken Scoot is essentially make a decision with LaMelo the same way that they did. And it was an easier decision to make, but the same way that they did with um, oh, I'm having a cliff moment. Um, I'm sorry. Was it Malik or no, 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 no. The point guard that he got out of here early short Graham Graham. Ah, gotcha. Um, so the same way that that, but on a, on a larger scale, of course, it, it wouldn't be because it was like Lamelo was um, came in pretty much to take his spot, I mean, and that's what he did. You know what I'm saying? They kept Rosier, they kept um, Kelly, like or, or the other pieces rather, and built around Lamelo, but they got rid of Grant. Um, so I see it in a similar situation. Brandon Miller is a better fit. Because had they had gotten Scoot, it could have been definitely a potential upside of of everything with the emergence that we see of like athletic guards as far as, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, D. Lillard to a certain degree. But of course, um, Ja and, you know, so that that would have been their reward. But as you mentioned, the risk was a lot larger than the risk of taking on Brandon Miller, having him immediately come in and contribute and f- like be a better fit for the organization. Yeah, uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, it'll be, I think it's a step towards some reflective change that may be necessary in Charlotte. Uh, we know that Michael Jordan recently sold his majority stake uh, or share in the team. So, Maybe that that's indicative of some change that will be uh, coming. I know they definitely could use a revamp because, again, I've talked about it. Your price is too high in your stadium for you to be as terrible as you are. Let's let's let's, let's just go ahead and call it what it is. You know what I mean? MJ, we we appreciate all the attention that you brought to the. You know what I'm saying? All that and cool. Let's see if they can win something now. That's that's all. Now, I guess my question to you with that regard is, what do you think would be necessary for Charlotte to be a serious contender? in what appears to be still a, a pretty open and opportunistic Eastern uh, conference. Um, I mean, at this point, again, it's going to be activity in the free agency pool. Um, I know we're going to get to that here in a second, but that's that. Well, again, the free agency in, 
Yeah, because you have to kind of just work with with what you have. I mean, some of the pieces that are there are assets. Um, the again, Kelly Oubre's of the world, Gordon Hayward's, Dennis Smith Jr. just you know came on late. Um, Terry Rosier. So we have certain assets and stuff like that where we can kind of make some noise. But I think. A lot of it will come from the free agency. We have a lot of like pseudo veterans, but no one with uh, championship experience. Um, so, you know, that that may be a key piece as well. Getting a veteran in there that that actually has experience going uh, deep in the postseason pause. Now, um, again, you mentioned it earlier. We are, um, you know, podcasting live with this audio experience. There's no video. So. Um, the audience and of course yourself you didn't see like the faces that i made whenever or the the fingers that i was putting up whenever you were talking about you know left-handed players but i just want to let you know you know definitely was able to hear that but you know it's, you caught that little dig <laughs> i think everybody did it wasn't yeah it wasn't discreet but um outside of that though uh i also made the comment um super plausible of course I was just seeing again, this is because we're not on camera, it's probably contributed. But uh, when it comes to the number 13 player, um, he was about to be picked. Uh, and the on the broadcast, they happen to have Fat Joe, uh, the rapper, on. And um, yeah, so the, the Raptors were on the clock, and they Fat Joe was asked, I believe, by Stephen A., probably what his um you know who he like left in the draft and everything and he and he stated that he liked grady but he he, he called him his last name but nev nevertheless so so you know pause to all of that you didn't you haven't even seen no. that clip clearly but yeah i gotta no <laughs> yeah and i saw this live so i knew it was gonna go viral then it went super viral because it was so plausible but um and he did it intentionally no doubt so, um, nevertheless, though, the, the very uh, flamboyant kid as far as his, his, his outfits, the outfits, um, people are like taking this moment to trash the older outfits or the outfits from the early 2000s. And of course, like we were bugging and things like that or whatever. And I just like to say, um, as a veteran from that time era, uh, you know, it, it was, it was a sign of the times. So when we look at this eight years from now, when our pants starting to loosen up just a little bit, you know, <laughs> or people might have start like the, I, I see like the flare fashion getting a little bit popular with the jeans with men now. Uh, but nevertheless, <laughs> when these, when these suits and stuff starts to get a little bit looser, we're going to look back at this time and say that some of y'all are bugging uh, some of the, the spiky, you know, shoes and all of that with yeah, no I'm, socks, I'm none of that, <laughs> right? The oiled up ankles or whatever with the the uh, pants are coming up like capris or very long shorts, mm -hmm. you know. It, yeah, so it's like the European cut is cool until you take it too far. So yes, like cause, like I, like I said, I just hear it too much, and and this might be like a mini soapbox or whatever like that. But you know, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Real talk. Tell like, them how you. Really it's like because because essentially everything is. It's like nothing is nothing is finite. Nothing is definite. Like everything will change and 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 everything you know works in cycles. So you know we may not have the big big picnic 
uh table um you know cover or anything like that like we might not get back to that because we were you know super super big like the smallest of guys was wearing very large Four and five x and stuff yeah yeah refer to my early college year pictures from like assembly and stuff but you know <laughs> bucket hats over the ears yeah man it, it just had to uh i just had to make that known man like take it easy on our generation and this generation is not that flea they're flea for the time you know what i'm saying we were fly for that time because you think i'm sorry to keep going on this thing but think about steve harvey and them they were the you know what i mean the the suit icons or whatever the michael straight hands of the world it's like i'm going to wear the cuts that they wear you know so anyways but dog it got and and, and um, you 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 were on it long enough pause but if you think hey, about it yo sorry yo 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 come on now. I, I gave it i gave it the pause bro preemptively feel me like i, I acknowledged that it was worthy you, and, but you say that pause worthy stuff for you and you just pause you just literally pause whenever you hear that stuff coming out but go ahead go ahead back in the 70s the the, the stuff that they wore with the platforms and and the in the white stuff that was Walt what Frazier. was exactly the 60s that was what was like applicable for their era but right. as there were i'm sure older guys during that time was like nah y'all young cats wilding and then they wore it, but they wore it. And then when the 80s folks came in and it was wearing the spikes and being punk, you know what I mean? Like, it's just different eras who not going to respect as much and or agree with the era. So, yeah, I yeah. think wild, though, I want to do say that, that with these, uh, that stuff. But it's their era. Let them boys live, do their thing. And I'm sure people thought we was wild. And like you said, with, even though I was a big guy and wearing three X's, I was still wearing fives and sixes back then. You know what I mean? Right. Possible. I had my fitted caps that were eight and a quarter just so they could get over my like I, I did it as well so i'm not i'm not going you know i mean judge too much there are pictures of me in plaids on facebook still in the memories and so it's like yeah nah, yeah, I'm good yeah, off that. yeah but i do want to take a moment and while we're still talking about the draft to give some special shout out there were four count them four players from the state of south carolina that were drafted and then yet still some others that signed some uh free agent deals, but I want to go ahead and give a highlight to Noah Clowney, first round pick, number 21 overall to the Nets. We've got Julian Phillips, round two pick, number 35 to the Tennessee Volunteers, excuse me, to the Chicago Bulls. He played undergrad at Tennessee. Gigi, my dog, number two, round, round two pick, 45 overall. Interestingly enough, going to be a Grizzly, I'm, and we'll talk about that in a second, and then Jalen Slauson, second round pick, Number 54 overall, Sacramento Kings. Um, at least two players that have formerly played for my guy Yoshi out there in the league. So I got to give a shout out to my dog Yoshi. Relationship this podcast out there from X Grits and Ignorance, which yo is actually right. a really good show. I really enjoyed it. They be wild enough there. So shout out to y'all. But dog, yo, uh, so mat, Yoshi. yeah, salute to Yoshi, like you were saying. I think one big thing that he said when we had the, the pleasure of having him on the show is that he looks to raise men. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's not the fact that basketball is secondary or tertiary. It's just that the primary focus is, I want you to be a high quality individual. And I think like, because you know, getting to that level is that is that extra stuff outside of the skills. So you got to know how to speak. You got to know. You got to have respect. You got to pass these interviews and and all of that stuff. So sh shout out to Yoshi, definitely. 
that is a huge reflection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and even like you said, in the steps that he takes to get these guys prepared, I have the privilege of having been Gigi Jackson's first ever interview for basketball. And so to be able to, and, and that directly came as being a result and associated and affiliated with Yoshi and with Crux Media. And so like to have been a part of that young man's journey as a result of his coach or somebody who he he's played for in different tournaments and stuff, just to be able to be reflective of what he wanted to pour into that young man. Shout out to Dog and again, and, and even the results and Gigi making it. So talking a little bit about that, we know that Ja will be suspended for uh, 25 games. That's something else that's come out since I think we last recorded. Um, what are your thoughts on that suspension for Ja, first of all, and with the Grizzlies? Um, man, it's a, it's applicable. I, I, I listen, man. It, uh, you just, you just hope for the best for the kid. But you know, it's it's a, um, not a social experiment, but it's like a microcosm of of where we're at as a society, like. When you, you know, we're going to we're going to put you up on the pedestal, you know, it's, the mistakes that you make, of course, will be uh, magnified. But, you know, granted, he made huge mistakes, so they were magnified even more. <laughs> and then um, we're going to we're going to root for the redemption story and and all of that stuff and look for the. the oh, we want to see that he's progressed and he's grown and matured. But it's going to be up to Ja. And it's it's, it's going to sound like a broken record with us, man, because the thing is, brother, we are, we, um, we have made it to the ages that we've made it to respect, respectively, um, you know, for a reason. So in, in that, that what, what that comes with though, the ages that we are is experience. So as much as we say, and, and just kind of, and get like, you know, people that just virtually and all through the airways are giving this guy all of this um, criticism and stuff like that, or or advice. It's gonna be it's 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 not gonna be until it hits it literally it hits home for him. And do I think that twenty five games is enough for it to hit home for him? No. So if not the twenty five games, what about the nearly? I think it said twenty seven million dollars that it's gonna cost him. Mm-hmm. And there's the um I forget who made this awesome point i forget because i really want to give them credit um i don't think it was bamani it may have been Jalen, but nevertheless it was a sports pundit they said um ooh, who was it? it might have been gilbert arenas but he pretty much essentially said um how should i put this if i take right now hypothetically four hundred dollars from you or from your account you will feel that big cliff however if i tell you that over the next next year that you will make you know an additional you have the potential to make an additional 100 grand and then something happens and i tell you that you know it's it's now it's going to be 60 grand or whatever like that you will definitely still feel that and regret it but it's not as much as you would regret it or feel that hit if you had it like kanye west was worth a couple billion dollars one day and then they was like oh, nope not today your valuation <laughs> plummeted so like i think that that's a definitely a different feeling as far as causing a change in human behavior um with this again this is a being youthful and then proverbially another slap on the wrist dare i say um and 
just a call back to something that I said and I should have stood on a little bit firmer was that I feel like the 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 man has a drinking problem. Um, he definitely mentioned that or used that kind of as a, I guess it came out in reports that he used that as the excuse of why he brandished the gun the first time uh, in the club. But again, the way that I see him down in, you know, Casamigos, which shout out to George Clooney is, you know, this is not an ad, but it's not bad. <laughs> but nah, he'd be drinking it like sweet tea from Bojangles or something. And then like anything that's not water, I don't want to see anyone drinking like that, <laughs> let alone, uh, um, you know, a star athlete, yeah, yeah, a world class yeah. athlete. Everything. Now, Go ahead. I was I was about to say, along with your men, they, they've, you know, some other changes that they've made, I feel like will kind of, you know, add some stability. But go ahead. I want the best for Ja. Um, I think that Memphis wants the best for Ja, but they've also now drafted a contingency plan. Now, am I, am I saying that Gigi is Ja? And yeah. no. Am I saying he can be? I'm not even saying nah, that. Nah, nah, nah. He's a different style, I believe. But what I am saying is that he could step into Jaws' role. If he, if he, if if they can bring him along, I can mm-hmm. see them using him as a playmaker, um, a facilitator in certain in- instances, and a dog to, to just go out and get some buckets. If nothing else, definitely during that time, I think Gigi will have – the opportunity to kind of step in and hopefully get some burn, but I, I love the draft pick overall. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad to see him. Not there. nervous at all. No, simply because I know that he's he's got more than what he showed at Carolina, and, and I'm gonna put faith in the young man because I've seen. I'm talking about off the court though. No, 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 no. Um, no. To fall trap or victim to the same hanging life. out with the bad boy. No, because the biggest everybody talk about Ja hanging out with the wrong people. And he's the wrong people. See, but see, oh, here's, a here's a different, and and and, and I'm, I'm, I say this with sincerity and with love. The boy different. You see what I'm saying? So, Job was a different kind of dude already going in, and so there are certain elements within Memphis that would automatically welcome him in. I see Gigi along a little more along the lines of like Zion. Not saying that like my boy is corny and a little bit like more that. reserved. He won't be yeah, in an Instagram stuff. live with Moneybag Yo and Yo Gotti and snatch him up if he get too many other places he ain't supposed to be. Like like that type of status. His mom and pops really gonna be like on him yeah. even as a you see what I'm saying as an NBA player. Yeah. He still got you know what I mean. So it's a little bit type different type situation as where like yeah, like we've talked about it. T being a little bit more Yo, what's up? Nah, yeah, like that ain't his people. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, and so, so um, yeah. So he won't be hanging out with finesse two times anytime soon. Not at all. Not at all. Not GG. He's gonna have a curfew when he gets to Memphis. Got you. And then that's the other if you're saying like if his parents is what you're saying, they are they gonna be like, and hey, you stay away from that Morant boy. <laughs> now you know I know John Mama. Don't make me like exactly. it's again this South Carolina Morant boy. Even if they don't know it, they somebody they know somebody who knows somebody who knows something. Oh, with one with one knowing somebody less because of the basketball circuit or whatever. So absolutely, yeah, Yeah. one less, definitely. But they they definitely got some help out there in Memphis with 
Tony Allen 2.0. Uh, cue up the rim shot. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, Tony Allen 2.0 definitely um, went to Memphis. What am I talking about? I'll explain it in a second, audience. But along with that, there was a bunch of other moves made in the league. You were saying something, Big Cliff, as I was driving this big bus? Okay. So... <laughs> But no, I'm going to give y'all just a little bit of um, and like as far as the trade activity, Big Cliff, you can follow up because you have the subscription to ESPN Plus. But um, Phoenix, let's start over there. Phoenix Suns. CP3. Long relationship. Do you know what CP3, Russell Westbrook and John Wall all have in common? They've all been on a whole bunch of teams. Let's think about which specific teams. So where's Houston. Russell at now? They've all been in Houston. And where's Russell at now, though? Or just came from? L.A. He's Blackley. And then where did he get shipped to initially? Washington? Exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm. So fun fact, you know, I try to provide you guys with some fun trivia along with the insults to Big Cliff. So, I, so hold on, hold on. If we're going to yeah, 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 front yeah, back yeah, with the Chris, yeah, yeah, no, Chris Paul. here we go. Okay. Chris Paul. This better be a fun fact, too. I'm going to call you out. Right. <laughs> nah, it better be fun, bro. Go ahead. Say the fact. <laughs> See, no, I'm going. I'm, uh, now you go, I, I was getting ready to lose hand. You make me feel like I need to go and, and research it. Yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead. And I'm gonna okay. So, why, yeah, yeah. So, why are you researching that? The, so, the Phoenix Suns finally bid adieu to one Chris Paul <laughs> and let. <laughs> And Landry Shamet. I liked Shamet too. I liked his game. He's a he's a tough player. And multiple second round picks and pick swaps for uh, Washington Wizards guard Bradley Beal. Creating a pseudo new big three in Phoenix. That's very uh what's that? The backcourt? That's very backcourt heavy. Uh, but uh with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant kind of rounding out um the lineup there as far as scoring superstars or offensive um, superstars. Now also out there in Beantown, the Boston Celtics, they uh, got some of our, our used goods, right? The New York Knicks, it's our ex. Mm. <laughs> A couple X's ago. But anyways, Boston, they picked, I'm sorry. No, I finally got it, but go ahead. Okay, well, Boston picked up Kristaps Przingis from the Wizards in a three-team deal that actually sent former Defensive Player of the Year and the green-haired bandit, a Celtic lifer, if you let him tell it, Marcus Smart, to the to the Memphis Grizzlies. So, um, you know, again, now, right before, because, again, the trade sent CP3 to the Wizards, and then right before Thursday's draft, CP3 was on the move and ended up out there in Golden State. It's a lot that I just said. Let's mm -hmm. start off with the CP3 stuff that you researched, and then we're going to get into some of this free agent, I mean, uh, some of the trade uh, activity. What do Chris Paul, Kelly Oubre, Trevor Ariza, and now Bradley Beal all have in common? They play with Kevin Durant. I mean, all but Trevor Reese. No, they all were actually traded. I can't even get a second guess. No, <laughs> go for it. 
No, 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 please, please, because I'm I'm I might be far off, but go ahead. They were all traded at one point for each other into the a, a different stop, and they all wore the same jersey number once they got there. Oh, way to go, uh, ESPN stat statistician. Uh, yeah, with the LeBron stats. Thank you. No, so like at some point, Kelly Oubre was traded for Trevor Ariza and wore the number three. Trevor Ariza was traded. I believe your stat. Oh, okay. This is incredibly. <laughs> he was about to rent out, the, and yeah, nah, they yeah. all were the guess what number? The number three. And, but they were tra- like, and they literally, when they were going to the spot that they were traded for, they each then picked up the the jersey number three. Like Chris Paul mm-hmm. was wearing three out there um, in Phoenix, and he was traded, and they, they got the boy Bradley Beal for it. Now wearing the number three. So, so it's it's just all it is is NBA Black Mirror, but. Um, like, because the bizarro world or the the strange <laughs> NBA season ended how it ended, and then you just start off the off season with all of this stuff where you're like, wait, what? You know, what? you have to make sense of it. Um, uh, was it? it Might have been Kendrick Perkins. It was a certain big man. I can't recall, but they said they were. Uh, oh, it was Demarcus Cousins. Excuse me. Um. Boogie Cousins said that he believes that the league is going back to a um, more of an inside out game uh, versus, you know, how it shifted, you know, close to eight years ago or so with with Steph and and the Splash Brothers and stuff like that and said that it's kind of getting back to that. So when I see these moves made by these organizations and stuff like that, try to put the frame of mind of who wants to win now, how do they want to win? And do they, you know, do they feel it's going to be effective and will it be effective ultimately? Um, you know, some of the big moves, um, Boston putting Chris Stapps next to Robert Williams and getting rid of Marcus Smart. What do you feel about that? Dumb. And I'm so glad. I'm so grateful for them for being dumb. Huh? No, I was saying expound. So uh, as it would stand today, they would still have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, of course. And they put another you know, big man there. Why, why don't you like it? Or why, why do you consider it dumb? The, the move itself? Because as much as I don't like him, because he is a Boston Celtic, Boston Celtic, um, Marcus Smart is the, the, the kind of the engine. He, he serves a very similar heart and soul uh, role to them as Draymond does to the Golden State Warriors. And I think that that's having, first of all, Kristaps not going to remain healthy enough to be, Considered it even worth that was going to be my point. Mm-hmm. A whole, you know what I'm saying? And so I don't see that that's going to work out to take them over the top for anything. Once he gets hurt, now you have a deficiency offensively, and now you've got that heart and soul not of, only of your team but of your defense as well gone. And it's gonna it's gonna end up where this is the last season we see the Boston Celtics being born uh, in the iteration that they are now. Recent, recent defensive player of the year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving out there to Memphis, I want to touch on that because we were just discussing the Grizzlies. That adds a veteran piece to the to the team, a sense of seriousness. I have a feeling that he's not going to allow um, kind of the, you know, uh, the youthful hubris that we uh, tend to associate the Grizzlies with, like as far as. I just picture them in the in the locker room after a loss, just you know, putting on NBA Youngboy, like or some some, <laughs> some Yo Gotti or something. But 
He's um, going yep. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think he he will accept losing as as well as the Grizzlies have um with you know in the past or you know whenever they're getting stomped out by 25 30 points they laughing on the on the bench and stuff like that like especially in the postseason um I think that he will help them do I think that it will be something to take them over the top I don't think so I don't think so. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of stuff going on already in their offseason. So their offseason and their regular season will be under a microscope. Their team itself is not mature or built for for that. Getting rid of Dylan Brooks is a step forward. And that was another thing I thought about when they got Marcus Smart. I was like, well, they got they picked up another dog as they got rid of one. But they got they put got rid of. a wild dog and got right. uh, smart wildly exactly exactly <laughs> and again he's he's um his his biggest knock is a lot of his flopping and things like that but you know defensively you can't you can't really deny him he's going to be a pest there's you know there's a class of those guys there's 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 those guys we know them since Bruce Bowens of the world and like I said Tony Allens and, and things like that they're the agitators they're 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 acquired by these teams to neutralize some of the other superstar talent and stuff like that. So I think he'll do so, but I don't think it'll be a, a huge game changer for them. See, and, and here's why I want to disagree. Jaron Jackson is the reigning defensive player of the year. You add him in with Marcus Smart, and now the tenacity that, that they both have, you've got multiple players on the floor that can defensively lock down whomever your top two to three players are because the two of them, between the two of them, they can – one to five, they can lock down any any of those positions. You then add in the offensive prowess that they both contribute can, can contribute, and Ja. Then you've got a healthy uh, big man coming back. Like I, I'm, mm, it may be way too early. I'm I'm going to take them coming out of the West next year. Take a yeah, but take a third of that season away for Ja. Not like as far as not being there. We, you know, got to consider that. But also, um, you know, I agree with with him pretty much anchoring the wing and then, you know, um, Jackson being the force that he is in the post. But again, with the, the healthy with the right. But with the off the court things that are already going on with Memphis, it it's going to put a spotlight on them uh, throughout the season, of course, consistently throughout the season. So it'll be a test. They, they're going to either crack. And, and show cracks in their armor and stuff like that, or they're gonna stand, they're gonna stand firm and and do their thing and perform. But um, you know, again, the thing that we can't and it, it, what the what, the reason I'm hesitating and speaking is because I'm thinking about Draymond and um, Jordan Poole and how that went down last year. It's like something something off the court happened, and we can try as hard as we would like to to ignore it or, or fight through it and stuff like that, but it will kind of, you know, we're going to pay for it. In other words, to the bat, we're going to pay to the basketball gods for it. So that's similar to how I see it again. They can persevere, uh, especially depending on how Gigi works out and how he does in the summer league and, and, you know, contributing and if they make any other moves as well, but they can kind of stay afloat and stay in the race. Uh, but it's just going to be, it's, it's a tall task they have ahead of them. You know what I mean? It's an uphill, it's an uphill climb to do what you to, to to do what you say, considering the other teams in the West. And I know, you know, we'll get to that here in a second. I wanted to just kind of volley it back to you if you had any closing thoughts about that out there in Memphis. 
Memphis in five. <laughs> okay. Say less. Say less, man. Let's definitely clip that up and save that clip. But no, I wanted to go out to a team that um, I'm, th I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm blanking thinking about the uh, finals or whatever in the final matchup. But Denver uh, beat, but actually beat Miami. them twice. Well, no, 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 no. Let me land not, it. Not the NBA finals. Got it. Right, right. Not the NBA. Excuse me. Not the NBA finals. I'm sorry. But uh, a team uh, before they got there that they beat and that beat them twice and showed a little bit of showed a little bit of promise. Went ahead and made a big splash and got another offensive uh, threat in Bradley Beal. I'm talking about the Phoenix Suns, of course. So, again, we, we discussed it. Um, yeah, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant. Uh, still got DeAndre Ayton and, of course, Devin Booker. Um, get rid of Chris Paul. So that kind of frees up a little bit of, um, you know, time having the ball in your hands. Uh, pause if applicable. But where? what do you say? Hey, yo. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> you you Yeah, you were way more flagrant. But, um, <laughs> yes, bro, you said. No, I don't even want to repeat. Said, what but at said. the same time, balls in your hand. Come on, ball, uh, ball. I said a basketball. The ball. Hey, now you're embellishing. Come on, man. You're just hey. trying to get points with the audience, bro. Stop <laughs> it, man. Stop it. You can see right through that. So, so yes. what's your thoughts about the Suns, though? Uh, the changes that they've made. Is it is it going to be effective? Is it going to be enough uh, for them moving forward? Who's playing defense? Because Aiden is a liability, I, I, especially in the playoffs. Regular season, I, and I, I hate to say this about the NBA, regular season, eh, playoffs, everything. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? E everything they're doing needs to be for the playoffs because we've seen how different of an animal that is. I don't see them defensively having enough to stop anybody in the, in the, in the playoffs. Offensively, you probably they'll probably make the other team score 136, and they'll probably score 130. But defensively that those six points that those three to two stops I don't I don't, I don't see them have enough to make those and, and so I kind of see them being back where they are they'll be competitive they'll be highlight they, they may even have a top three seed next year but defensively they won't be able to sustain throughout the playoffs gotcha now and I I want to uh also address this as well like because there's a lot of people that champion that same sentiment of regular season yeah and again, the things, of course, it builds character, it builds habit and stuff like that. But it tunes you up for the postseason if you already know that your team is, you know what I mean, built for that. And then, of course, we've it's an argument to be made both ways, but we've seen the importance of seeding and mm -hmm. we've seen that be usurped as well. But we've seen the importance of seeding and, and how that can be valuable. Um you know, whenever it comes to that grand scheme of, of, of stuff. So, so regular season definitely has, um, you know, definitely has its, its, uh, its benefits. Yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> and, and, and I guess it does wear some semblance of relevancy, but the Los Angeles Lakers are, are reflective of that. The team that they were at the end of the season, um, and then who they were in the postseason were, were two different teams. And so it, it matters, I guess, but only to an extent. It, I would much much rather 
have a team that's playing hot and playing better on on the back end and into the playoffs than somebody who's you know coming out with a number one seed and gonna lose all the way through. So, but I get you. Well, let's let's move forward to the team that Chris Paul did go to, the Golden State Warriors Bay Area, and um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so with with the uh, with that move, it gives. Chris Paul, a little bit of hope to perhaps, um, you know, perhaps get, a get a ring toward the end of the season. Um, I mean, toward the end of his career, excuse me. Uh, reminds you of kind of the Avengers moves that like teams like the Lakers have done in the past with the Gary Payton and Carl Malone's of the world. Um, and I don't know if I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate this move at all. Uh, what's your thoughts before I get my thoughts on the move? I honestly don't hate it either. Um, I think that I'm glad Chris Paul didn't come to L.A. I would love to see him do well throughout Golden State. I think he um, adds a a, a a tenacity and in, in, in a little bit of dog that they may very well likely lose if and or when Draymond leaves in free agency. Um, but I, I'm 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 good. I think I think I like the yeah. move. I don't think that he'll be able to stay healthy for the whole season. So for the 40 to 51 games that they'll have him, it, it'll be a good look. Mm -hmm. I um I feel like with with CP3, the opportunity that he has right now is to not only vie for a championship, but to make his prolong his career um, with staying a little bit healthier by accepting a mellow like role. Um, I believe. First and foremost, the elephant in the room is, um, again, once Bob Myers left, Steve Kerr, he makes this uh, proclamation right after the Warriors lost the, um, their playoff series against the Nuggets that, you know, kind of, you know, we, we can't be a team without whoever we can't be without. Bob Myers steps down. We have our pontifications and conjectures here on the on the show. And then that move happens which is a message i think across the warriors organization um it gives draymond some confidence but i don't think he get too comfortable you know what i mean we still know that you clutch sports and all of that stuff so you might try he might try to pull, pull a fast one on the organization and and do you know like the things that kevin durant and them do they kind of like it's like they are um they're looking for I don't know for the attention in other words you know what i'm saying that leverage like look i'm gonna show you how powerful players are nowadays and it's like all right we know but to a certain extent like you'd be a team player <laughs> you know what i mean but nevertheless as far as the basketball on the court is it goes there is going to be a clear tempo switch whenever chris paul is on the floor i don't think he's there's no way that he could keep up with what they do constantly you know all game so um, some of that stuff that Jordan Poole used to do, it's, you know, you're going to get the opposite of that, which is going to pay off in dividends for uh, Golden State. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. In your opinion, do you think Draymond is staying or you think he's gone? I think he's staying. Really? Yep. I, I think he's going, but let me ask you this. If he goes, where do you think is the best fit for him? I think he's staying. 
That's what I said. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'll play a little game, but (laughs) you asked me a question. I didn't answer how you wanted me to. Then you come back. I I didn't like your answer. So I acknowledge that bad answer. (laughs) Nah. It's a great answer. Time will tell. But when he's still there, when the season starts, then I need my credit back. But yeah, no. And I don't even. I'm telling you. I talk to him. Watch it. Laughing, man. I wish the camera was on. <laughs> then he told you something different than he told me. But nonetheless, I think he's going to Sacramento. See, like all of that's what I'm saying to the audience. I want the audience to listen to this. I want y'all to listen to this. I get asked the original question. I don't answer it the way that Big Cliff wants me to. So he asked me a follow-up question. And while we are arguing about me answering the follow-up question, he says, you know what? Forget all of that. This is my point. <laughs> yes, make your point. Shout out to Mike Brown. I see that being a I see that being a good fit. I know that he has he loves De'Aaron Fox. Um, mm. you know, they're they're very cool. And um, yeah, I they he gained they gained his respect uh in the postseason. That's a that's not a bad choice. And I mean, and, and here's the thing: the need that that team has, they have an immense amount of talent. They are the young version of what the Warriors were. Um, and, and they just lack veteran leadership to help put them all together. Somebody who has won before to be able to have a voice to come out and say, hey, this is what we need to do. Draymond can't be that any longer bef- bef- with where he is in Golden State. Everybody there knows how to win. They've been there. It's like, yo, bro, we've been here. We, 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 we've been here with you. So that rah, rah, loud, hey, we got to do this, that, that don't work in Golden State anymore. And I think having him have that voice that he very clearly wants to have with a team that's similarly built where he can still have that same role and be able to be himself and be looked upon kind of like the leader. I absolutely see that being one of the only things that will allow Draymond to even want to leave his established kind of legacy there in Golden State. So um, I, I see a fit. They've got the numbers to make who, it work. Mm-hmm. Who would who would you see Sacramento giving up? I don't know because he – has opted out oh, of his contract. signing him, just signing him. Yeah. And giving him, throwing him a bag. Because that's one of the things that's happened over the last week or so. He opted out of his, that uh, player option that last year. And so he is essentially a free agent at this point. So if, when that period opens, he decides, hey, I want to go sign there, they wouldn't have to give up anyone in any in trade or any compensation. So I, I, I really could see a scenario where he does that. Now, again, I see everything you're saying as far as legacy, fit, uh, being a team player, wanting to. But I didn't say nothing about why he's staying. Well, I see all of those as <laughs> I just had to point that out because people be doing that all the time. They'd be like, no, nah, what you were saying was, he'd be like, no. Nah. I definitely understand. LeBron <laughs> James is never going to be the best player on the world. But I did want to give you a kind of counterpoint to nothing you said just now <laughs> but you're right i mean if you were if you were making that point big cliff you're right he brings the leadership the glue the this the that the <laughs> all great points right 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 nah but shout out to um shout out to the warriors we shall see what will happen um washington what is washington doing bro right exactly um and for that matter what is the least coast, the least in conference doing right now? Comparing to lose We're going to see. I mean, you think about it, we get uh, a second 
year ex of experience with Pablo Banquero. Uh, we are we slated to get the Chet Holmgren guy back in OKC, or is he still going to be sitting? Do you know? Well, I think he is going to be back. Okay, it's just the, the, a lot of like young and youthful talent. I think is going to make the next step. So I don't want to uh, diminish the Eastern Conference so so fast. I know I just brought up Chet Holmgren and everything. And he's over there in the West with OKC, but it's just going to be interesting. I don't I don't see you know a big paradigm shift any soon anytime soon. Yeah, neither do I. Washington, ugh. I'm looking at their roster right now. And I'm like, huh? It's built for Jordan Poole to jack up 30 shots a game. Oh, he's going to lead the 25 points. Hots per game. That. Yeah. Yeah, him, Tyus Jones, Jonathan Davis, Kyle Kuzma, Kendrick Nunn, Taj Gibson, and Daniel Gafford. Now, wow. mm -hmm. And the real test is going to come in now as far as of being a professional, of how nice you are, everything, because he was blessed enough to, you know, come into that system, such the same as Wiseman, Kaminga, the Moody's of the world. Granted, they definitely contributed, but it was a lot of, um, I don't like calling it beginner's luck. I forget what you call it, but it was it was that like that youthful naivete where, you know, I don't even, you don't even realize kind of how big the moment is. Boom, snatched you up a ring. And right. now the test is going to come, you know. Um, did Kyle Kuzma get a ring? He did. LA? He did. Right. And so we kind of saw that that same thing, I think, transpire um, after he left and went to a smaller market and had to accept a different role on that team or whatnot, or accept a larger role and be, expe be accepted. I mean, be expected to lead and things like that. That's the things that Jordan Poole is going to be expected to do because you come in from Golden State. Yo, you got a ring. Yo, you. Yeah, you know but a warrior, man. Bring some of that warrior culture. Meanwhile, he's just been jacking shots and right. they have to slow him down. <laughs> exactly. They they kind of covered up for a lot of his deficiencies. So, yeah. Uh, we'll be in for a rude awakening out there on the East Coast, man. Um, I frankly, to be honest with you, Washington's roster it is to the point where it would... It would push me to watch the Washington Commanders, bro. <laughs> what you got going on over there in football? Football land. It, it make you want to watch the Washington. <laughs> I see what you did there. So in Washington Wizards, no, I do, but a bridge to football because I don't know nothing about the Washington Commanders. I'm not watching them. Thank you oh. for stepping all over my segue. Oh, wait. <laughs> See, Wait, just play it off. Ronnie, Ronnie Riverboat is up there, and oh yeah, okay. Here we go. Pitch. Um, what? So, no. Pause. Apologize, hey. audience. Yo, the Charlotte Hornets drafted number two overall. Who again? Brandon Miller. Where did Brandon Miller go to college? Roll Tide. Okay. Do you know what other Charlotte team drafted someone very high up? This extreme trivia has gone too far, Big Cliff. The extreme trivia, right? <laughs> the whole fifth level of, of ultimate trivia, bro. Come on, man. It was a couple questions at the beginning of the show, man. Golly. No, you stumped me. The Carolina Panthers drafted Bryce Young, quarterback, University of Alabama. 
So it seems that all of the Charlotte professional franchises currently leaning on the arms of Alabama players. So much so that the NFL has given out some could use some work but go ahead i mean but come on you're freestyling clearly but could use some work yeah but come on both teams drafted no 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 is yeah is it awesome that's an awesome correlation that hold the poetic justice at the end though the whole (laughs) yo speaking of while i'm thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) that reminds me that's another thing I got to give a shout out to Be Easy, uh, DJ Blaze Radio Show Podcast, man. My dog uh, sent an email out to my dog this weekend. Well, we heard. And <laughs> bro had to read the whole thing in, exactly. in the... And I'm so happy that he did. Oh, you dirty son of a... If this was his show, I'd, I, you know which drop yeah. I'd be hitting right now. But I was like, yo, oh, he's going to read the whole email in the This is Big Cliff voice. I was like, yo. That's did a, an awesome job, job Brent. Uh, be easy. Awesome job. That's how y'all feel? That's, that's, that's what y'all hear when I be talking? So, uh, again, the point that you made was awesome. But once you got to the whole, and it will be landing, the fate will be in the arms of one Alabama player. If, you know. That's a good fact, though. That's a fun fact that you found, bro. That's, <laughs> nah, it is because, and then the one and the two. Mm-hmm. If it was the one and the one, it'd have been very crazy, you know. Facts. Nice Alabama connection, similar to that North. I mean, that South Carolina connection going on in Memphis that we're scared about. That's just the, that's the Walmart version of this Target version. You know? <laughs> Walmart and Target comparison, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, football. Yeah. Is that was the whole thing about the segue? <laughs> that was the, the big thing is I had to do another segue, y'all. Right? Because yeah, because I missed yours. I had to yeah, but no. Since we're back in football, hey, say what about football? There are uh, some reason. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is a little bit of bad news coming out of football. Former yeah. NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett um, was found was not found, but drowned recently. He was at the beach. Uh, there was an accident near Destin, Florida. Uh, he was taken to the hospital where he did later on pass away, but our condolences to his family, uh, to the NFL family, Ryan Mallett, uh, 35 years old, man, gone from here, bro. So, Yeah. Uh, condolences. Certainly. I can remember. I, Cause when I saw the name flash across my, my screen, I'm like, is that number 11 from the Razorbacks? Like or Arizona? I believe he was number 11, but all I could remember is just, again, he was, uh, you know, Arkansas. He, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Arkansas, but that he was, a. Uh, um pause but a, a like a, <clears throat> a a you know a bigger quarterback <clears throat> but yeah like a, you know <laughs> yeah relax but now like a you know a taller guy big arm you know that was that's what we remember but yeah man um i think he may have played like four or five seasons in the league maybe yeah, I think he played five seasons, had a total of like 22 games. He wasn't like really great in, in the program, right. but he definitely, big name like you mentioned, um, and he actually wore the number five in college. Okay, okay. But he um, drafted, played with the New England Patriots. Yeah. Uh, spent some time with the, um, I want to say with the Cardinals, no? Cardinals, Ravens, I know. Um, and I want to say he had the Cardinals too, but. Yeah, our condolences again to his family uh, moving forward. But as as we are getting towards football, 
There are some things that we'll be doing here with the show. We mentioned uh, the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Check them out wherever podcasts are available, which you get from, as they say, free 99. Um, but they do a Wednesday show, top five. Um, I guess ESPN must have been listening to them like they used to listen to us back in the day. Um, and they have been across their platform of shows and networks, been talking about top fives. And they started doing with the top five wide receivers. And one formal overall number one pick to the New York Jets at the time named his top five wide receivers in football on his show. Keyshawn Johnson on Keyshawn J and Max comes on six o'clock. I'm not plugging their show. What am I doing? It's uh, exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I'm listening like, oh, they I know you work for ESPN. I'm about to say it. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm at work. No, I'm not. This, this, this is my show. This is a little different here. No, but, um, he left off Justin Jefferson. His list included Tyreek, Devontae, um, but he did not. He had Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, Tyreek, Devontae, and AJ Brown and left off Justin Jefferson. Okay. But, and, and he's saying like current receivers, right? Top five receivers in the league right now. Right. So, and that's the thing. I, I wanted to hear who, who his five actually were. That's tough to move any of those guys, definitely. Yeah, but ju- statistically, though, Justin is above all of those guys. That's his top five. Yeah, but he's not <laughs> the top five. He's literally statistically the best receiver in. And he's got uh, Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball right now. <laughs> like, and he's still, like, Devontae had an amazing season last night. The cheetah is who he is. Nice, Jamar Chase nice. is a dog, but he was hurt for a lot of the season. And then Stefan, the guy who whose job he essentially took, um, he, he's, he balled out too. But if, again, AJ Brown. AJ Brown balled out, but if you look at it, the the, the overall stats, and I want to I want to give it to you. Pause. I want to give you the numbers. Uh, he's got 236 receptions over 34 games. First of all, he's tied with Tyreek for playing the most games. He has the most receptions, the most receiving yards with 3,425. Um, the next closest, Devontae Adams with almost four with over 400 less. Um, the most receiving touchdowns, he's got 18. Now, Devontae does have 25 of them things. Great. Mm. But even mm. if you look at, like, fantasy points, he's, he leads all uh, of those fantasy points. You, you fantasy. know fantasy matters. No, it um, does, but don't jump quick to fantasy after you got debunked by the Devontae stat. No, I said I didn't say he led in all. I said he led in almost all of them. But uh, he's also he also plays, again, for a Minnesota team that has Dalvin Cook at the running back position. They are a run-first team. And for him to even be in the conversation of these types of conversations of best wide receiver, that says a lot about it. So, um, Right. Now, okay. And, and again, this because I don't, I don't, you know me, with lists. So, regardless. But <laughs> making your argument about Dalvin Cook, bro, that could bring on more single coverage or more cover three and everything like that because Dalvin Cook is so nice. Yeah, but if, nice. if to an extent, I would say yeah. But they, you know, they're 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 pounding. They're a, a pound and rock kind of team first and foremost, and then those things there come with secondarily once the teams have got yo man, we're tired of getting busting ahead. Oh, now we can get to you, and and, and you know, so um, he definitely benefits from it. I don't know that he will have that type of season this year with Dalvin Cook being gone again. I mentioned it, I think a couple of weeks ago. I'm a fan of Alexander Madison, but he ain't him. 
he's not Dalvin Cook. And so I don't see um, that same type of production for Justin Jefferson. So I don't completely hate the fact that he that he left him off. I'm, oh, I'm, my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I really just realized I talked myself. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm DJ Highstar. Thank you. Thank you. Just, wow. Yeah. It's not that you talked yourself into it. I was dropping little nuggets and I'll let you oh, go ahead and you work it out. You worked it out. I was dropping nuggets and you worked it out. Nah, like, get that's exactly out. how that went. Yeah. Yeah. Miss me, bro. You was like, wait, Calvin Cook is gone. And then you know, <laughs> you might not be able to set him up like that. You know what? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Now you, beautiful you know what footage for one night only. You got that off, my guy. Congratulations. <laughs> That's what we do it for, y'all. That's what we do it for. Dog, before we move forward. You got mail. I lied. No, we don't. Y'all, if you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. I knew there was some mail trying to get through, but kept getting pushed back. So you could, if you could say that one more time, brother, and reiterate your email address, please. Cliff. At carolinasportstalk.net. Send us a mail to be a part of the show. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line or through Facebook, Instagram, any of those instant messages, or through YouTube. Go ahead and shoot us a message and we'll be more than happy to air your information on the show. So, bro, we're going to get ready to get up out of here. Anything you want to holler at the people before we slide, man? Um, Yo, shout out to, to my frat brother, DeAndre. He's a. Um... Georgia Bulldog fan. We're going to get to all of that stuff. There's plenty of time before the football season starts. So we'll talk about your uh, your number one uh, potential recruit and all of that stuff. But outside of that, man, I hope y'all enjoy. Have a safe holiday weekend, kind of fragmented holiday weekend for all those with federal holidays off. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I don't have too much more to say. Um, shout out to Amy, 22 cents, just for no reason at all. Amy, shout out my dog. This has been another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart your smart speaker play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net or YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Get at us up. Until next time, we out of here. Peace. Back is broken. What, uh, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal.